So, you have your tonsils, right? I do have my tonsils. Okay. Surprisingly, because it feels like with all of the allergy problems I have and how sick I was literally all the time as a child Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have my tonsils, but I do have my tonsils. Yeah, I still have mine too, even though I would get strep throat like three times every winter. And every time on the third time, we'd go to the doctor and he'd be like, you get it one more time this winter and they're going to have to come out. And then I wouldn't get it again. So I somehow made it through (laughs) with both of my tonsils intact. But anyway... I have been feeling lately like one of my tonsils or something in the back of my throat on the left side. I don't know if it like became dislodged or torn or something in some way. (laughs) It just feels funny back there. And it's not like it's sore, but it, it, it just doesn't feel right. And I feel like it's making me sound funny. Do I sound funny to you? You actually do sound just a little weird. Like not super different but like maybe almost tinnier okay like a there's like sort of like a i don't know it maybe maybe i'm just thinking about it because you just told me that you're having problems Mm -hmm. do you think maybe you ate a chip and like it scratched your throat because that happens to me sometimes because when i'm eating chips i'm not always Mm -hmm. chewing very well i don't think that was it because it's it's been a couple of days like this, and it I didn't notice at any point that, like, it just started all of a sudden or something. It was, okay. like, I don't know. It feels like it progressively, over a day or so, started to hurt a little bit back there. So, yeah, I don't know what's causing it. It all looks normal back there as far as I can tell, but yeah, I... I just want to apologize to our listeners in case anything sounds funny. <laughs> I keep looking at my my lips right now. I have lip gloss on. It's a lip plumper. Ooh, and... they plump when you gloss them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they plump when they, you gloss them. That sounds so gross. Better than the, it or ballpark franks. They plump when you cook them. Is that their saying? Yeah. I don't know if they've used that in years. I haven't really seen any advertising or heard any for Ballpark Franks in a while. I don't know what's going on on the Ballpark Frank front, but yeah, that was always their slogan. Maybe they pulled back from that. (laughs) Maybe they were getting too suggestive with that. I think that's a a sign to get into the topics of the week. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, wait. Before we do that, I just wanted to say that I listened to last week's episode again, and I really loved it, but I realized that I didn't sing either of the songs that I had prepped for karaoke, which is why I think it went so poorly for me. (laughs) I was going to sing I'm Alright by Jody Messina. Oh, alright. I like that. Yeah, it would have been perfect. I've been practicing it in my car like three times a day, (laughs) literally, and... Uh, what was the other one? Whatever the other one was, I didn't do that either. I just, it totally like evaporated from my mind. It's like we walk in that place and it all just goes out the window for me. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to sing? Uh-huh. You know? mm. <laughs> well, the opposite happened for me because I sang the three songs that I went prepared to sing. So it was fancy then. That it, was a little I was giving a little Easter clue. Egg. Yes. <laughs> I did sing Fancy by Reba McIntyre. I think it's safe to say, brought the house down. Absolutely. I brought it down even harder 
on my second choice, and I am telling you I'm not going, from Dreamgirls. I, I thought that went swimmingly. I was very pleased with my vocals on that one. Classic. Yes. And then I follow those up with Adele's To Be Loved. Still a deep cut <laughs> off of her recent album, 30. You brought a man to tears. And I brought a grown man to tears. He was actually dabbing tears away from his eyes. He was. I didn't go there that night to inspire people, but I'm <laughs> so happy that I did. And now I know how Beyonce feels. Well, there's not really a good segue from that into what we want to talk about today. We just have a few topics to touch on. So do you want to get into the Stranger Things thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's get into the Stranger okay. Things. And, and the things that are strange, particularly about the new season of Stranger Things, is that there are nine episodes, not strange, but each of the episodes is over an hour long, some of them well over an hour long. It looks like the average length is about an hour and 15 minutes per episode. The shortest is an hour and three minutes. The longest is the finale of the season coming in at two hours and 30 minutes. That's longer than a movie. That's way longer than a movie. Yeah, that is... Like, movies are that long, but they should not be that long. Uh, right. Like... I stand firm. <laughs> like, 90 to 110 minutes is, like, the sweet spot, Agreed. I think, for movies. Yes, if I am going yeah. to a movie, especially in the theater, and I see that it's right. longer than two hours, I'm like, oh no, do I want to spend my money on this? Same. Because I fear that I will just start tuning it out after a while. And the only way that I can right. really watch movies and focus on them most of the time is to sit in the theater and watch. Same. But at a certain point, like, you cross that two-hour threshold, and I am pretty much gone. Well, and I'm sorry, but like I go to the theater down here. If I go to the draft house, I'm gonna have a couple beers. So we're 45 minutes in and I already got to go pee. Mm -hmm. And then if I go to a normal movie theater, I'm guzzling. My trick for anyone is you can get coffee at most movie theaters, which is key because I literally just saw a movie and I didn't get a coffee and I fell asleep during it. Ooh. But it was also Doctor Strange, which was a bad movie. Um, but yeah, you can get coffee at most movie theaters. So I'm drinking coffee and then it's like an hour in and I got to go pee. And usually I just hold it if it's like a 90 minute to 120 minute movie. But if you're like in it for two and a half hours, which like had I gone to see Batman, the new one, I feel like that's about the length that, that was. Mm -hmm. I would have had to get up like at least twice in mm. that movie because like you're just drinking soda or you're like drinking whatever. Like... And then you're cutting across and you're like, yeah, anyway, sorry, yeah, I, that was a tangent. But. <laughs> I did go to see the Batman in theaters, not because I really wanted to see it, but my friend wanted to. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'm not doing anything. So we went and I did not realize how long it was going to be. And after a while, I was like, either this movie is terrible and it feels like it's taking forever or it's actually taking forever. But it turns out that both were correct. Um, <laughs> I, I do not ever care to see another movie in the theater that's longer than two hours. And I don't yeah. care to sit at home and watch one episode of a TV show that's more than two hours. I don't really want to watch an episode right. of a TV show that's more than one hour. I just, yeah. uh, like, and I understand, I guess, that with certain shows, it might be a little better than others as far as the length, because with Stranger Things, I don't think that they 
as much fashion the episodes around like just telling one story within each episode in the way that other shows do. Right. So it's more like they're telling a whole story across the season and where the episodes end is not as big a factor as it might be in some other shows. Like I think of, I don't know, if Atlanta tried to do a two and a half hour episode or something. That's a movie. Right. That is just an actual movie taking place within the Atlanta universe. (laughs) But a show like Stranger Things, they could probably have broken up that last episode into three different episodes if they wanted to. But I don't know. I don't understand the reasoning there. I don't really either. And like, I think about Game of Thrones. We talked about episode length in that episode that we did Mm -hmm. a little bit anyway and I don't feel like the episode lengths for Game of Thrones ever felt particularly long to me because usually like there are so many people to kind of check in with Mm -hmm. that it like made sense and also that that show is very like cinematic right I've seen Stranger Things and like to me You know, I liked it. I'm not, like, one of those people buying Stranger Things merch and, like, making it my identity. But, (laughs) you know, I enjoyed it well enough. But when I see, like, a two and a half hour long, sure, it's, like, a finale. But it just feels, like, unnecessary to me. Like, especially if the lead up of every other episode is so long. Mm -hmm. I just look at that and I think something probably could have been cut here. Or, like, something could have probably been, like, edited out. Or this whole season could have been designed in a different way. It's just weird to me. Right. I don't even know, like, are people still really excited about the show? Um, it. I don't feel like I've been noticing as much excitement for this season as there has, has there had been for the previous seasons. Because it's been, like, three years, years, I think, since the last one came out. So, you know, any buzz that the show had in having a more regular release schedule, I feel like has been totally lost. Lost. <laughs> so I, I can't say that I've been noticing a whole lot of excitement, but I, I'm sure that yeah. it's going to be extremely popular. I feel like I'm seeing a lot more like branding opportunities with this season, mm. which makes me feel like Netflix is really like pushing the marketing for it. Like I know there's a Dr. Pepper out right now. Oh wait, no, that's a Jurassic World. Dr. Pepper. Scratch that. Uh, Um, But there's there's like a lot of makeup stuff hmm. that is Stranger Things themed that I've seen. I feel like I've seen some other things out there. I was convinced it was soda, but maybe it's not soda. Uh, But I'm seeing it on like the packaging. Oh, there's Doritos. Okay. And it's the little um, the Demogorgon or whatever. Right. But It looks totally, like, out of context on the packaging and is very... What would be the, like, opposite word for phallic? Um, (laughs) vaginal? (laughs) I guess. It's very vaginal. (laughs) Like, because it's just... Yeah, I mean, I I don't have to describe that. But, yeah, I don't know. It just sort of makes me wonder if, like, Netflix knows people have kind of lost interest because of the big gap in between. But Yeah, I don't know. I feel like rather than making each episode so long, if it was possible, which I assume, again, that it would have been, it would have made more sense to, like, cut it into, like, 13 episodes of a more reasonable length. Yeah. Because I think I saw somewhere that the total total runtime for the entire season is, like, four or five hours longer than any other season, but still compressed into nine episodes. So, like, and they're also breaking this season into two parts. And the first part comes out May 27th, 
seven episodes. And then the last mm-hmm. two episodes come out a month later. Just two? Just two episodes, totaling about a little over four hours. So why could they not break it into, like, I don't know... Two equally eight, uh, right. seasons? Yes. Like, <laughs> or if you want to do, like, a big episode... Why not do, like, a final season and then a movie? Well, and that's the thing. This is not even the final season. They are renewed for season five. (laughs) So the season four (laughs) finale at two and a half hours long is not even the end of this story. It's setting up. They called it the beginning of the end. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Well, that makes me think of... So I don't watch Better Call Saul, but Zach watches Better Call Saul. Mm. And that is being released, the final season is being released in two parts. Mm -hmm. But I hate that. Like, Mad Men did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Breaking Bad did. Sex in the City. Right. It's not 6A and 6B. It's season 6 and season 7. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, is it like a... You know, is it like a 99 cents thing where like $1 sounds way worse than 99 cents? Like, is there some like marketing trick to it where like for some reason 6A and 6B sounds better than 6 and 7? I don't think so. But here's my thought on this, I guess. Netflix also just did this with Grace and Frankie, but like the opposite. So they had four episodes of Grace and Frankie come out a few months ago, the first four episodes of the last Mm -hmm. season, and then they released the last 12 episodes a few weeks ago, including the series finale. And that move makes absolutely no sense to me, (laughs) because why give people like a a little taste of this final season? And then like, I don't know, because it had also been a way for... maybe two years, I think since before the pandemic. And, you know, then they like wet people's whistle for a couple of months. But by the time (laughs) people have watched those four episodes, they've completely forgotten about it. I'm sure by the time the final 12 come out. And what did you say the gap in between, like the gap in time between those two were? For Grace and Frankie? Yeah. Um, A couple of months. I don't remember exactly. Because I was going to say like at that point if the gap isn't very big which i know the better call salt gap is really small Mm. like i think it's coming back in july Hmm. so that's like barely um like a month and a couple weeks right um but like for grace and frankie i guess i was just gonna say like why not just go to like a week by week release schedule if you want to like i don't know keep people coming back Uh just release one episode a week That's what I think, too, but I feel like Netflix is hesitant to do that because they never have. Their whole thing has always been, here's a bunch of episodes to stream. And maybe this, like, willingness to break up a season into, like, two parts, spaced not very far apart, is a little bit of a concession that they know that that formula is not working as well for them. Because a month after they dump all these episodes, everyone has forgotten. (laughs) And they've just moved on to the next thing. I think you're 100% right. And I feel like it could even be their way of, like, testing Mm -hmm. the strategy. Like, to see how well it works. It makes sense. But I don't understand how they can't look to something like Paramount+. Plus. Or even looking to, like, Yellowstone, how it only is, like, premiering on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, the way they release things, like, it's so traditional. Right. Like, I don't don't know how they can't look to these other things and see that people are 
drawn to that. But I also think Netflix knows their content isn't good enough anymore <laughs> to do that. Mm -hmm. And part of what makes me think that, and I have been meaning to bring this up for months. This isn't something I just noticed. I noticed it months ago, but I was, I've noticed it more because I've been watching a few series on Netflix. I've been watching Selling Sunset because I watched an interview with the lady on it and it's like fascinating to me because it's so unbelievably fake and mm -hmm. but it's also like so entertaining and the same guy who did Selling Sunset also produced The Hills and there's a lot of like controversy surrounding him so I was like I gotta check this out so I've been watching that and it reminded me that Netflix if you look at the little play bar at the bottom, there's a little button. And when I first saw it, I was like, there is no way that this is what I think it is. But it is. And this is a huge lead up. But <laughs> <laughs> Netflix now allows you to watch shows at like double the speed. Really? Yes. Isn't that insane? That is fascinating to me. I, I know. <laughs> I kind of can't believe that creators would allow them to do that. <laughs> like, no one's making a show and saying, like, oh, yeah, it'll be totally okay if everyone just basically fast-forwards through this entire thing. Who right. cares? Like, that's... <laughs> it reminds me of, like, I read an article on either IndieWire, Deadline, Hollywood Reporter, or, like, Variety. Like, one of the the industry mags the, or whatever. Uh, the trade rags. <laughs> the trade rags. Um, I read it a few months ago, and it was talking about how a lot of, like, cinematographers and directors really hate that TVs allow you to adjust the brightness and um. have all these different picture settings because it ends up, like, not looking the way they intended it to look and a lot of the complaining that people have about things being too dark is not necessarily the fault of the creators it's the fault of you just having your tv set up like wrong mm. having at some point gone in and like changed settings which i thought was like kind of like a cop-out right. <laughs> maybe but if people like if people can watch content at, like, a faster speed, I feel like that's a way more justified reason for creators to be upset. And it also makes me think that they should be, like, negotiating in their contracts, like, don't do this with my content. Right. Because it's so, like, it's so disrespectful. It is. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that the people who have made these huge high-profile deals with Netflix... Shonda Rhimes, you know, Ryan Murphy, Kenya Barris, are, like, okay with leaving the deals that they had, these great deals that they might have had with other services or networks, for something that they will have no control over how fast people watch. Right. Like, you know, if your show is on ABC, there's only one speed. <laughs> if it's airing weekly on Wednesday nights at 9, everyone's gonna watch the whole episode from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. or whatever. Right. And, of course, Netflix has done everything different always, but right. in this case, that is not something that's going to draw anyone to work with them. I don't think so. And I just, like, as a viewer, like, that's, like, YouTube shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, you know, if you're going to watch a tutorial on YouTube on how to, like, lock a bike up or whatever <laughs> like you're just gonna or how to like change your oil you're just gonna watch it on double the speed because like you just need to be reminded of what's happening i don't even listen to podcasts at 
like faster speeds. I know mm-hmm. that there are people who listen to this podcast who listen to it at a faster speed, which I respect because I feel like you and I talk at a very kind of middle of the road pace <laughs> most of the time. Um, but yeah, I would never like I just I like honestly, I just can't get over it. Maybe I'm making it a bigger deal than it is. But to me, it is just like absolutely insane and i just checked and even on like bridgerton you can still watch at maximum 1.5 times the speed okay Hmm. you can also slow it down so now for something completely different (laughs) um (laughs) so saturday night live had its season finale last saturday and at least four longtime cast members had their final goodbyes on the show. Um, Kate McKinnon, Pete Davidson, A.D. Bryant, and Kyle Mooney all had their last episodes. It was also rumored that Michael Che might be saying goodbye, but they did not, like, really address that. Like, it was not... There was no big deal made about him in the way that there was for the other cast members. So that's the biggest amount of turnover that they will have had on the show in several years now. They've had a core cast that has stuck around way longer than most (laughs) casts in years past. Kate McKinnon is the longest-running female cast member on the show ever. She's been with them 11 seasons. A.D. Bryant was with them 10. Pete Davidson was there for 8. And Kyle Mooney, I think, was 7. Yeah, so some big shakeups will be coming SNL's way. And I just wonder what it is about the show that makes people stick around so much longer <laughs> now um, compared to years past. Like, like it's it's rare for someone, it, you know, looking back on the history, it's rare for someone to have stayed mm-hmm. past, like, six seasons. So, like, now you've got this cast where, like, about half of them were there for that long. Or, you know, I, I... even a decade. Keenan has been there for, like, 18, 19 years now. I want Keenan to leave. <laughs> I would watch it more if Keenan was gone. Hmm, okay. I don't think he is funny at all, hmm. really. Like, I just, I don't like him. Let's switch him out. Let's get Kel in there. <laughs> okay, well, right to Lauren Michaels and suggest that, I guess. <laughs> um. No, I don't know. The only thing that I could really think of, at least while you were talking about, you know, why people stay longer now, I feel like in the past, I don't know. I feel like the show has kind of become less relevant hmm. over time. I feel like you still have, you know, the previous kind of generation of people who are on the show who have gone on to have pretty good careers, but... I just don't feel like SNL is as buzzworthy as it used to be. And I feel like maybe for a while there, there was like a pretty clear like pipeline for people of like SNL to like movies, SNL to like TV. And I think that that's, you know, definitely still there, but maybe it isn't as easy for people to like, maybe it just doesn't mean as much as it used to mean, because the show to me is just not as much in like the cultural conversation as it once was. I looked at the ratings and like the finale got 4.6 million viewers. I don't know if that's like day of and streaming or just like day of. I would imagine it's both, but I could be wrong about that. And that was pretty average for the season. The cast members like leaving didn't really get a big 
boost to the ratings or anything like that. And 4.6 million is, you know, it's not nothing, but it's not that impressive to me. I think SNL, if I remember right, is still the top rated scripted show on NBC and maybe on all of network television. Wow. <laughs> it's it still is one of the things that will actually draw a live audience. I think I respectfully disagree in one context with you about the relevance. Okay. I think the political stuff that they do is the only thing that really seems to garner attention anymore. Um, and maybe not even to the extent that it used to, you know, mm-hmm. it, not to the extent it did a couple of years ago with all the Donald Trump stuff. But now I think like the regular sketches on the show, nobody really talks about them. They just don't break through the way that they used to. Mm-hmm. And I think that leaning more on the political stuff and more on the weekend update kind of stuff, like it means that they're relying a little less on the cast members to pull weight in the sketches and to like actually develop meaningful characters and to create sketches that are, you know, pushing boundaries or doing anything creative or different that you haven't seen before. And I think because of that, it's maybe not as important for all of the cast members to be there all the time. And if you look at the last couple of seasons, you've had people coming in and out while they've been doing other projects in a way that they've never done before. You had... A.D. Bryant being gone for several weeks shooting Shrill in Portland. You yeah. had Cecily Strong doing Schmigadoon for Apple TV+. Plus. Um, Kate McKinnon was in Australia doing um, Joe vs. Carol for Peacock. Pete Davidson was God knows where dealing with his <laughs> dealing with whatever Pete Davidson is dealing with. And you didn't feel those losses as much, in part because the cast is so huge right now it's the biggest cast they've ever had but also because those people aren't as i mean even though they are some of the best on the show it's not like their absence is missed so much because they don't have as many recurring characters that you're like oh why haven't they done a a gilly in a while like they did with Kristen wig you know why haven't they done you know the blues brothers in a while that kind of stuff so it In a way, the cast feels more interchangeable, and it's not as big of a deal if people want to go off and do other projects. And that's probably part of the allure of staying for them, is that they don't have to sever their ties with the show. They have that to go back to whenever they're done shooting whatever they're shooting. That's a good point. I don't, especially with, like, other non-political sketches, like, I don't really see those ever becoming all that like viral or popular i just think there's like so much other content out there Mm -hmm. now that kind of feels like a similar kind of place and yeah it's probably a lot of it isn't done as well as those like classic snl sketches were but it just doesn't really matter (laughs) like yeah i don't know that's probably true i think nowadays you have people that are creating 10 or 15 second tiktoks where they're just like talking right. to the camera and saying, you know, isn't it weird that we eat birds or something? That's just an right. example off the top of my head. Whereas like <laughs> 15, 20 years ago or 45 years ago in SNL's case, the only way to like make that point for a comedian might have been through an SNL right. sketch where they address how weird it is that we eat birds. You know, it. I think that the culture and the technology, the ways that we consume content have changed so much that if someone were to do a five minute sketch about how weird it is that we eat birds today, everyone would just be like, that's not funny. 
that why are we talking about that? Well, and I don't want to like go down this road too much, but I think we're at a really weird place with humor right now mm-hmm. where like I just I almost feel like people have rebelled so much against the idea of like something put together thoughtfully in order to be funny mm-hmm. and like have now just swung in the direction of like like a toilet with like word art on it that says like squirrel eats toilet paper or whatever and like a rainbow background and it like doesn't make any sense but it's like hilarious to people almost as like a like oh like f the old standards of humor like i feel like that on some level no one's thinking about it that way but on some level i just feel like the less you try the funnier it is to people Mm -hmm. and that is a discussion for a different day and i don't really have like a whole lot of points to say about it but i just feel like we're at a very strange place with like what the general population thinks is funny. Yeah, I agree. And especially younger viewers, which had always been the driving force behind SNL's success. It was, you know, an encapsulation of youth culture, even if it wasn't youth on that were actually making a show. But I feel like they've lost that place in society, in pop culture, because it's so much easier to get funny stupid stuff everywhere else to take it back to your comment uh, like pete davidson was off doing whatever pete davidson does (laughs) like you know even though he may not have been on the show consistently or like i haven't watched it enough to really know but like everything i've kind of heard is like oh he's on the show but like he's really not that like special or anything (laughs) i feel like even just having his name attached to the show probably was a positive thing because he is so much more relevant in people who are probably under the age of 30. Mm -hmm. uh and i thought it was interesting today i saw that he was listed as one of time's 100 most influential people Mm -hmm. or whatever the list is called because I don't really know if I agree with that. I mean, I think he's definitely in like the at the forefront of the culture right now and has been for a, a while. But I don't really think I've ever seen him do anything that has impressed me. Agreed. I was very excited to see the King of Staten Island, even though I knew, I believe Judd Apatow was associated with that in some way. And I generally don't like anything that he's associated with mm-hmm. all that much. <laughs> it's like always almost there, but not quite for me and that's how i felt about the king of staten island Mm. like i love slice of life movies i love coming of age movies i love people who are ugly hot you know like it (laughs) should have ticked all the boxes but it just like eh, it didn't stick with me at all it didn't make me think he was all that talented at acting or being funny and you know, I know he's in a horror movie coming out soon, which I'll oh, go see. It's an A24 movie. So hmm. it'll be interesting. I think it's like a comedy horror. It's called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, okay. I believe. Hmm. Um, but yeah, A24, always entertaining mm-hmm. to me. Always better than almost anything else <laughs> right. that you could go see at a theater. <laughs> so I'll be curious to see how he does in that and like what he does going forward. I do I think he's like a comedic genius? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. In no way do I believe that. (laughs) Well? Well? 
I enjoyed this episode. I hope everyone listening had a nice time. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I think we got into some pretty good conversation. I really hope that you've enjoyed listening to it, listeners. And if this was your first time listening to us for some reason, where have you been? Right? And we have plenty of other content for you to stream. So go back to our catalog and stream all of our old episodes, please. Yes. And thank you. I am so grateful to the new followers we've found on TikTok. It has really just boosted my ego to know I can talk into a camera about American Idol and democracy and people are going to comment and say, wow, what a great point. It's <laughs> all I ever wanted in this world is to be understood and respected for my opinion. <laughs> I'm so glad that you've found fulfillment at last, Elena. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll sign off here. I've been Cody Hoffman. And I am still and will always be Elena Hillard. Always. Mm. All right. Well, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Bye!